Hey guys, welcome to the first ever episode of Sasquatch Odyssey. I'm Brian, your humble host, and this is our very first episode, number one. I've been doing interviews for the last couple of weeks and trying to put together some audio for you guys to put together some fantastic shows, and I think we've done that. I'm super excited to be putting out this first episode for you. Please make sure you share it with as many people as you can who are interested in this kind of thing. Um, I think you're going to connect with the folks that are telling their stories here. Um, we got some really cool encounters uh, to share with you guys. So remember, if you've had an experience or you've had an encounter with Sasquatch, any type of a cryptid, UFO, anything you just can't explain that you want to come on to a safe space and talk about and share your story, we'd love to have you on the show. You can get me at brian at sasquatchodyssey.net. You can message me on Facebook at Sasquatch Odyssey, and you can send us a message on Instagram at Sasquatch Odyssey. So I'm super excited to get into the show tonight. We've got a great guest coming up. Um, remember, send me an email if you want to talk. You need to reach out to me. I try my best to get back to emails as soon as possible. Just bear with me. Um, send me a message on Facebook and Instagram. I'm pretty quick to respond there. So. Um, without further ado, we've been waiting long enough to get this episode out, so let's just jump into it tonight. All right, thanks everybody for being here tonight. I want to go ahead and welcome Kale to the show. Um, he's had some interesting experiences with Sasquatch uh, in the North Carolina area, and uh, we've got him on the show tonight. So excited to have you here, Kale. I'm I'm glad you're with us, man. I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. Thank you. All right, well, just right. go ahead and uh, get started with your story. Walk us into where you were, what you were doing, and um, tell us what happened out there. Okay, so basically, um, I'm original. My name is Kel, and I'm basically um, I'm originally from Virginia, and um, I moved to North Carolina. I think back in maybe 2010. So I had been here a few years, and I'd never heard anything about Bigfoot around this area, but. My background, I, I've always been interested in, like, UFOs, Bigfoot, psychics, all that type of stuff, but I never thought I would um, encounter anything like that. So I first, after I've been here a few years, I first saw something, I think, on Facebook about some strange footprints found at a place called Medoc Mountain State Park. And these were, like, three-toed tracks. They weren't like the five-toe kind, and but I think the the people, the investigators went and got a a cast there of a five-toed one also. So um, I was listening. And then about around January, I heard saw this story on uh, on the newspaper and on the news in this town called Littleton, which is in Halifax County, between Halifax and Warren County. And the lady said that a Bigfoot went through her yard one morning. And she saw she could hear the tree, you know trees cracking and everything. So that was the first time. Then I'd heard lots about sightings around the area. So, and my my view was I thought Bigfoot Bigfoots come out pretty much like they were nocturnal. Uh, that you would, I mean, they thought they come out in the day, but I thought you would probably see them more at nighttime, and that they were more like towards the mountainous areas. So um, about a year after that is when I had my own sighting. So I know some of this stuff in the story is going to sound like like almost crazy even to a Bigfooter, but I can assure you that everything I'm going to tell you is absolutely true, and, and that's the way it happened. Um, but so I got this idea one summer. I was off from work. So um, 
I had learned to play a Native American flute. So I had two different flutes at the time. So I had seen on another Bigfoot program where people were playing, a person was playing a Native American flute, and um, a Bigfoot showed up. And then I'd heard on some other things that Bigfoot might like music, like harmonicas and things. So I decided to go out to this Medoc Mountain State Park, and I took my flutes, and I walked in the, ro- in the woods for about three hours probably, stopping and playing flute songs. I did not see a Bigfoot, but I did see some broken trees stacked up in a teepee formation and some trees that were kind of bent. Um, And I've even seen a large tree, like a real thick tree that was bent. It wasn't broken, it was just bent. I didn't understand how it could get that way. But I was going to take a picture of my camera died because I took pictures of all the other stuff on the way. So I decided to come back a week later. So I returned for the second time at Medoc Mountain State Park. Um, and the second time, it was raining. I, like, I didn't see anyone there. That was the only one. And I walked down the trail even when it was raining. And um, it's, the path started flooding. But when I was there, I got some kind of eerie feeling. Like It felt like something was watching me. So I kept looking around, looking over my shoulder, looking around. I didn't see anything. So I figured, well, you know, um, it's starting to rain, so I figured, well, I'll just make the most of this day. I didn't see a Bigfoot or anything, which I didn't think I was going to see one. I thought I might have to go up there over a couple of years before I might get lucky. But I just thought playing the fleet may make it slightly more likely. So I didn't see anything, so I had to start back work. So my sighting happened, my actual sighting was the first time I saw a Bigfoot. And let me tell you, it was the most amazing experience of my life. I'm glad I didn't see it in the woods. But I was on my way to work. It was uh, Monday, August the 28th, 2017. And I've driven down this road to my work for the past two years at all times of the day. You know, when it's dark, sometimes it's light, sometimes in the afternoon. Um, but I'd never seen anything like this before. So I was, I wasn't thinking Bigfoot. Because, you know, I wasn't thinking a Bigfoot was going to see me on the road. So I'm driving, and I'm I'm coming to this swamp. This is a swampy region that I drive by all the time. And up ahead, I noticed um, out the corner of my eye something moved. Now, I'll tell you in general what happened first, and then I'll go back and fill in the kind of details. So in general, what happened, the sighting was probably, I would say, maybe 9, 10, 11, 12 seconds long, probably somewhere in that region of time, um, but I saw someone on the left side of the road, there was a big uh, figure, it stepped into the road, and it walked across, but it did not walk straight across the road, it kind of walked, it walked into the first lane, and then it kind of turned diagonally, it walked up the road diagonally, so, and it probably crossed that road, I would say, four to five seconds, not a straight across, going diagonally. Um, I think that's 20 feet. I think a road is 20 feet across. But um, and and it got to the other side. It looked over its shoulder at me. Um, and I'll get into what I saw. And then it then I saw it just kind of walk and it walked real smooth across. And then it turned one more time before it went into the woods and turned like almost about three fourths or full on to me. And that's when we looked in each other's eyes. And um and I'll add some strange stuff happened, but I'll, I'll tell you what happened. So I'll go back and tell you the details, but that's what happened. It crossed across the road diagonally. I'm going to go back now 
and tell you the details that I noticed when this happened. So to give you an estimate of how far away it was, it was kind of up the road a ways, but um, when my car finally got up to where it was on the right side, I would say it was probably maybe 100 yards from me, I guess, might somewhere in that 100 yards-ish from me. So here's what happened. As I said, I saw it out the corner of my eye on the left side of the road up ahead, and I wasn't thinking Bigfoot for the first one or two seconds. I wasn't thinking Bigfoot. I didn't know. I thought it was a person or something. So this thing did not look at me. It just stepped right into the road without looking, without turning its head. So it walked, and as I watched it walk across, I was like, wait a minute, what is that? And it had that dome, kind of dome-shaped head, because I saw the back of its head at some point, I know, when it was crossing. Um, but it was basically, it was brown for the most part, but it had some blonde hair on its shoulder that stood out, and its, its face kind of on its head was kind of blondish looking. And... Um, and as I watched it, I noticed that the triceps were really developed. It had really thick triceps, and you could see the muscles in its back. And by this time, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, is that a Bigfoot? And I looked, so, and I kind of, I looked at its head, and I could see, just like people said, it did not have a, have a neck like us. The head, it looked like the head was just set square on top of the shoulders. And... um. So this thing crossed the road. It looked like it was in a hurry to get across the road. So once it stepped into the grass, um, when it got right into the grass on the, the right side of the road, it turned and looked over its right shoulder. And I don't know if it was making a noise or if it was surprised, but its mouth opened briefly, like almost as if it was surprised. And I could see... Still down the road, I still was not even 100 yards from it at this point. I don't matter, you know, it was still a little further than that. But it opened its mouth, and I could see two canine teeth. At that point, I knew that a person didn't have canine teeth. You know, I said, that's got to be a Bigfoot. So I saw two canine teeth, um, and then it, it kind of squared itself up and turned like it was standing on the road, like it was curious about this car that was coming up the road. So it turned and looked at me. And as I looked at the body, I noticed that it could not have been, it could not be a human. It looked big, and um, the shoulders were really wide, and I could see that the waist, it tapered down to the waist. I didn't see breast on it like on the Patterson-Gimlin film, and this one looked to be more in shape, so to speak. But it wasn't standing straight up. There was a bend in its knees which I knew, you know, because I, I was looking, I was like, is this a big, and everything people said, it was. It was, um, it had like a bend in its knee. It, was, it wasn't standing straight up. And um, the hands were hanging down. I think I saw like the back of its hands, but even from that distance, the hands looked really big. So then it kind of turned, and I watched it walk across the grass strip that was to the right of the road. See, there's a grass strip on the left and on the right of the road. And it's like out of swamp, and these are like pine trees also around here. So I watched it walk, and it was just like people said. Like, the head didn't bounce. It was like a glidey type of walk to it. 
it was very large, but at the same time, it was very smooth-looking, the way it moved. Like, it was very graceful. And at one point, I noticed there was a, and it was light out, and I noticed a, at one point, there was a, the sunlight beam was coming down, and it walked through the beam of the sunlight. And when it did that, you could kind of see the hair kind of um, glistening, you know, shiny a little bit, uh, shining a little bit. And then it it could have gone into that wood, but it didn't. At this point, I'm probably, I would say, about 100-ish yards from it. It stopped once again um, and turned back before it went into the woods and looked at me. And I don't know how long it was, but I'm guessing two, three seconds maybe. Um, It turned and looked at me. And I looked up at it through the windshield into its eyes, which I couldn't really see the eyes at that far far away, but I could see um i could I knew it had a little bit of a darker patch kind of around the near the upper chest, and even from that distance, the shoulders on it were cast off like you could see round shoulders on it, and it was a big huge broad chest and um so it was looking at me, and then it just turned and went on into the woods. Now, it doesn't stop there. I was on my way to work. So keep in mind, this sighting was very short. But when it happened, I don't know whether this is a physiological response of my body or whether it was something to do with some ability that the Bigfoot have. But um, <clears throat> when it looked at me, I thought, well, the whole time during this sighting, it seemed like time had slowed down because I told my brother a couple of years after I I told him when I was in contact with him, I told one of my brothers that I'd seen my Bigfoot. And, of course, he's all skeptical of that stuff. And he's like, so you noticed all those details? I was like, yeah, because it's like time seemed to slow down when I saw it. Um, I've heard heard that from other people. Uh, Before you go any further, let me ask you a couple of just for the audience out there to sort of paint the picture, you, you, you saw this thing, you were about 100 yards away when you saw it start to cross the road sort of diagonally. Well, well, it, it was further away, but I saw it on the right. You know, I would say it was about 100 yards when I saw it on the right. So it was a little bit further okay. when I okay. first saw it, but it was still bigger than a person. I got you. Uh, how, how big do you think this thing was as far as height, weight? Oh. Could you estimate? Okay. Yeah, so... um. And I'll tell you how I'm getting this estimation. I can't know for sure, but what I've thought about this, and when I go to work, I'm used to seeing people on the side of the road waiting for the school bus. So, and some of those are men, and I, I, I can I've seen them from a distance, and I know a tall man might be about six feet tall, and I kind of know how thick, a, you know, a man would be. So when I saw this thing. I, I wasn't expecting to see it, so I didn't know, I didn't have a marker around there, which I could like uh, judge, but I could definitely tell it was thicker than a normal person would be. Um, even if it was seven feet tall, I don't think like if a person was seven feet tall, I don't think a person would know that looking at them up the road because it's only like a foot taller than a six foot man. 
But the thing was so thick and so broad, I knew that if it was only, there was no way it could have only been six feet tall because it would have looked blocky to be that big. It would have looked more squatty and whatever. But this thing, when it was on the right side of the road, I could tell it was tall. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking probably maybe like eight feet tall is my guess. Um, that, and that, that's a guess. And I know when I was watching across, I looked down at his feet at one point and knew like a person, there was no, the feet looked big. And there's, and there's no way that, um, you know, a person's foot would be that big and I'd be able to see that so easily from the distance. And also, even when it was further away, when it opened its mouth and I saw the two canines in it, so it had to have been big. I, I, I'm thinking it was like eight feet, but I, I could be a little off. But that, that's how I come to that conclusion. I got you. Um, let's go back to when it looked at you and, and you guys sort of locked eyes and you, you said you saw the face. Can you describe in as much detail as you can what what you saw as far as the the eyes, the sort of the eyebrow area, the the color of the face, whether there was hair there or not? Um, can you just give us as much detail as possible about the face? Yeah. Okay. I, so I understand you were a hundred yards away, so as as, right. as well as you can explain it from a hundred yards away. Mm-hmm. So keep in mind here, that it's going to sound contrary, but. Um, I got the best look at the face when it opened its mouth when it was further away. And I think that's because, like, the muscles were stretched when it opened its mouth. So that's when I got the best look at its face. When, I, when it was over on the right side when I was closer to it, I couldn't really make out the face um, to a large degree, but I could see around, the reason I said eyes, because I could see where around the eyes would be. The head looked you know, kind of thick or whatever. And, um, oh, and also, I know back when it was crossing the road, I could tell that the head was kind of out in front of it. It wasn't like, it was like lean, you know, the head was a little bit, looked like it was sloped. And I forgot to mention, it was also inclined forward. It wasn't standing straight up. It was like leaning a little bit when it was walking. But I think when it got on the right side of the road, when we locked eyes, it looked, even though I was closer, it looked like it was a little bit taller, and I'm thinking that that might be because it had straightened its legs up more. But it, but it looked really tall. I, I just remember that when it was on the right-hand side, it just looked taller. Um, so I, did, I couldn't really make out too many details, but I did look up in the face. And when I looked up in the face, and this is going to sound weird, I, I sort of like, I sort of like discounted it. Um, but when I looked in its face, it was at that moment that I thought about when I went when I was at the park like a couple weeks earlier, and I was playing the flute, and I was like, it was this realization came over me. I'm like, oh my god, it actually worked. Like, um, I thought that maybe you know that the Bigfoot had actually, I don't know how it would know that's me. But this is 30 miles away from the park. But it was on the side of the road, and it was like that it was, it was responding to me going out in the woods. Um, so that that's oh, and the and I said I didn't notice a whole lot. You know, the chest was big, as I said, and it had a dark patch on the um, the upper part of its chest. But I said I felt really weird after like it was over, 
like I felt like kind of I don't know if that's the some people say they have infrasound, but it's like um. And I was going to ask you. I wanted to. Yeah. I wanted to go back to when it opened its mouth and you got to see the canine teeth. I know it's pure speculation. Obviously, you were you know seventy five hundred yards away inside of a vehicle moving, and this thing was walking across the road. But what? Mm-hmm. Looking back on that experience, what what do you think that thing was doing opening its mouth? Do you think it was maybe vocalizing? Do you think it was shock, surprise? Do you think it was a some sort of a, a gesture to let you know maybe to back off? Hey, I'm I'm in the middle of the road. What 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 is your what is your take on that? Um. Well, at first, as I, I was thinking that maybe it had something to do with me being at the park and it was communicating with me. So when it opened its mouth. I, I mean, it could have been doing any of those things, but I was thinking it was surprised, which would kind of take away from the fact that it knew I was going to be there. That seems to suggest that it, it had nothing to do with that. Um, but I think it was, I think it looked surprised, basically. Because um, I think it was, I don't think it was scared of me. I think it was, it looked like it was, had curiosity because it, it could have went into the woods and, you know, ran away as fast as it could, but it didn't. It, it was like right out there in the open road and on the side of the road, right in the open. And um, so I think I think it looked to me like it was surprised when it looked over its shoulder, is what I would say. Um, okay. Well, and it looked we, we, none of us clearly know, so you, you were the only person that was there, so I, I definitely take your word for what you think. <laughs> So, so back to you, you said you were feeling strange after the encounter, and you, you mentioned uh, infrasound. Go ahead and talk more about that. Yeah. Um, well, at first I was thinking, because, um, like, I had to rationalize this. I'm like, is this, did this thing come out on the road to communicate with me because I went into the woods and wanted to communicate with them? But then... When I got to work that morning, I, I was feeling weird. Like I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Like I was, oh, it was almost like I was in a trance, basically. Like when I saw the Bigfoot, it was like I was in a trance. Like my mind was just captivated. I noticed every single detail. Um, that's kind of what it felt like, and it, and I didn't feel threatened in any way. It was actually more of a moment of awe. And when I got to work, I was still kind of rattled, you know, thinking about this, and um, I had rationalized whether that, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) sorry, I had rationalized did the Bigfoot (coughs) come there to communicate with me, or was it a coincidence, because I do know of two other sightings on that side of the county, but what are the odds, I mean, I could have seen it anytime, but it was right after I went to the park. So I got, I, I remember thinking it as soon as it got to the side, I remember thinking, I wonder if it had something to do with me going to the park. But then I just rationalized in my head and said, well, it was probably because he was stopped at that point, And then that's the first thing that I thought of. But then again, I, I don't know. You said there were other sightings nearby. Uh, do, do you know anything, any details about those sightings? Yes, I know. Um, I think, okay, I think one sighting was, it was probably a year or two before mine over on that side of the county because um, 
the reason I find out about this stuff is because there's a guy in the town of Littleton who opened up a paranormal cryptozoology museum. Um, and so I go there because people come and tell him their stories and they send him in their encounters. And he's got all the prints over there and stuff. So I found out from him, he was telling me about where these things were, and he said that a hunter in a tree stand... Um, I think I think the hunter was on somebody else's property, and they saw something that looked like a person in a ghillie suit. And I think later they asked the man was the person, the owner, or something was somebody out there besides him. And they said no. I think that's when he sort of, in retrospect, realized it was probably a Bigfoot. And then about two months before I had my sighting. It's um it's probably about ten to twelve miles from the actual location where I had mine. Um, it's off this little side road off the regular highway. Um, there's a creek there, and this lady was walking up the road in the summertime, and she looked and she saw this small Bigfoot. I think it was about five to six feet tall, walking on the sandbank, and she walked up over the bridge and looked down. She saw the prints and the sand below. So then she called the, the, the owner of the uh, Cryptozoology Museum, and he came out, and I think her her and her dad or whatever, they showed him where the stuff were was, and they made tracks, plaster casts. And I think those casts, I, I might not be completely right, but I've seen them. So I'm estimating... It's only a little bit longer than my foot. My foot's about ten, my bare foot is ten inches long, but the ball where the the front of the foot is, the toes are probably like I would say they're probably five, maybe five and a half inches across at the front of the foot, but the print's only like maybe eleven and a half, twelve inches long or something like that. And I noticed that on all these Bigfoot toes, I noticed the big toe looks really big, like the big toe looks kind of really bulbous basically. So those those were the two sightings that happened that I know of over in kind of around that area. They had happened before mine and then I had then I had my sighting there. I got you. You you said after this initial sighting you had you had another experience. It wasn't necessarily a sighting but but you encountered something. What what was that all about? What were you doing and, and what happened during that encounter? Okay, so so basically um, I'll tell you, after I had my sighting, even though it wasn't scary, I realized how big this thing was, and I was I was glad I didn't actually see it out in the woods by myself on a trail, because I don't I don't I don't know how I would have reacted. So when I went, so I kept on going back to the park over the next you know couple years, numerous times, and I would walk around look for prints. I haven't I well I look for prints, and I'd go ahead and play the flute, a couple, you know, some songs on it, hoping that I might see it again or whatever. So keep in mind, 90, probably 95, 97% of the time, nothing happened when I was there. Um, so I went out, I think it was in March of that same, that same, you know, the time frame, it was August when I had my sighting, and then around March, I'd gone out there. Um, now, I don't know if this was Bigfoot, but I'm just saying this is what I experienced um, <clears throat> since I didn't see anything. But I heard a tree branch kind of crack, and it sounded really close. So I looked. I didn't see anything. And then I heard some kind of call or something, like, in the distance. Like, I think it did it two times. But um, I'm not 
aware of all wildlife and what it sounds like, so it could have been anything. Um, but a, a little while after that, that was around March, I think it was more in the summertime or the late spring, when the trees were grown up, the leaves are really green. Um, I had gone out to the park, and um, <clears throat> I'd, walk, I'd stopped at this certain spot, and I, was, I just sat down, I was playing the flute, and um, the wind was not blowing or anything, but all of a sudden, I'd been there maybe like 10 minutes, all of a sudden I hear this, it sounds like bark peeling off the tree, and it's like crack, 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 boom! And then I realized that a tree had just apparently may have fallen down, um, I couldn't see it, but it sounded like it was right there really close to me, like to my left, but I didn't actually see it, but it, it was close. So at that point, you know, it just startled me. So I picked my bag up, my flute, and I started power walking up the um, trail, you know, because I didn't know if it was a Bigfoot or what. But then as I was walking, I was like, okay, so you just happened to be in the woods and a tree fell down. It's going to happen you know, trees fall in the woods. It's going to happen sooner or later. Um, so I kind of slowed down. And I would say that after after the first tree fell, yeah, after the first tree fell, it was probably about sometime within the next minute, I heard in the distance, crack, crack, boom, a second tree came down. So I was like, and it wasn't raining. I thought, what are the odds of two trees falling um, in that short space of time together like that. Um, so I don't, I didn't see anything, but, so I've been up there and I, sometimes I think, uh, after, it took me about two and a, two years and three months before I actually had another, it was kind of like a sighting, um, and I'll explain that to you. Um, I did have like a rock thrown that landed in the water once, and sometimes I would hear things off in the distance crunching, but since I didn't see it, I don't know if it was a deer or any, or something else. Um, but you hear a lot of stuff before you actually see anything. So it was about two years and three months later, I went out there in the park, um, still hadn't actually seen anything again there or anywhere else. But I was on the park, and I took my stick, which is sometimes I'll knock on the trees, you know, do wood knocks with. And it was probably, I think this was November. It wasn't November that had just passed, but like November last uh, last year or whatever, um, I think it was the, I think it was on a Sunday before uh, Veterans Day, but um, I was playing the flute songs and knocking on the tree, and it was about four o'clock, and I stayed out there probably. It was getting near five at that point, and I would and after a while I'd hear something on the other side of the creek, and the creek's pretty wide. I can't cross, you know, it's like thirty probably thirty feet across, but I'd hear some crunching. And, it, and, it, and it's getting a little dark in the woods, and I hear crunching over to the right across there. And um, so I thought, you know, it could have been anything. But then I'm about ready to go, um, and I hear something running in the woods to my right, and it's really close. So I turn around and look over my shoulder to the right, but I don't, I still hear, I don't see anything, and I'm still hearing some leaves moving like it's running, but I don't see anything. I can't see it. So I figured, uh, I don't know what that was. So I just I sat down and just played maybe like three, four minutes. Then I was getting ready to pack up, and I looked over to my left, 
and I'm estimating probably anywhere from, I don't know, it's anywhere from like 50 to 70 feet. There was this big tree over there, and I look, and I see just the side of something, and it, this one looks, this thing looks jet black. It's the, and it was still, I mean, it's starting to get dark, but it's still light out there. Um, I can see it. It's only about maybe three, three and a half feet tall, but I see it's like the side of something black, and it was like, like it was hiding behind the tree. So at that point, like, uh, it feels like your heart's in your throat. Uh, and there's no one else out there. I don't even know if there were any cars in the parking lot. So I put my bag on real quick, try to look to the left, and I started walking up the trail, like kind of looking over my shoulder to the left. And, like, I thought I was keeping my eye on the tree, but when I got up far enough ahead, I looked, and I didn't see anything behind the tree. Like, I never heard anything leave. I didn't see anything walk up the tree, climb up the tree. So I'm like, how is that possible? You know, I, I heard it running. I saw something, but I didn't see it leave. Um, so I was kind of scared, So, but then I didn't see it, so I started calming down, and I played some songs again on the flute and looking. I didn't see anything, and I was about, I walked on up the path. So on my way out, I probably still had probably, I don't know, 100 yards or more to go, 7,500 yards maybe. And I hear something moving to the left out in the, you know, behind the trees, crunch, crunch. And um, then I hear something crunch on my right, like it was something following me out, but I didn't see anything. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my, uh, second, I call it, I call it a maybe a sighting or partial sighting. It could have been a bear, yes, but it's not characteristic of black bear behavior because I was making a lot of noise and that's one of the things they tell you if you want to keep bear away from you to make noise. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Black, black bear, they, they hear you, they, they smell you, they're, they're going to get out of the area as soon as possible. And, and, one of those things that I've heard in so many different encounters is that flanking behavior. When you're mm -hmm. you're leaving an area, you've had something, you've heard something, you've you've seen something, and you're leaving the area and you're getting flanked. There's there's not right. a whole lot out there in the woods that you know. Sure, cats can do that and and, and things like that, but certainly black bear and other you know predators just don't flank people like that so that's a pretty common encounter that that, that people have um really 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 interesting stuff mm -hmm. um did you want me to go ahead and tell maybe um because since i've had my encounter some other people like have come to me and told me about theirs basically around this area some other things i know of yeah, no, you had mentioned when we were talking earlier today that, that you had uh, either went out and had an experience or you were familiar with a group that had had an experience and, and maybe had caught one of these things on um, a thermal imager. So um, by all means, what, wherever you want to go next, just, just walk us into that and, and tell us what you know. Okay. So um, when I had my sighting, it was like one of the greatest greatest things that ever happened to me. And had I not had that sighting, only a couple of weeks after I had started going out to the park, I probably wouldn't go. I probably wouldn't still be going out to the park as much as I was, as much as I do today. It's like kept me going back to the park and like playing the flute to, just to see what else will happen. And um, and I was scared for a while going in the woods. I you know, but 
after that second time, something could have gotten me, whatever was behind that tree, but it didn't. So I've become less uh, fearful and okay with going in the woods, even with people not around. Um, so some other people started, I, I'd hear sightings about around here all the time, like um, I know at Medoc Mountain they had this area where all these trees were just broken off, like probably uh, 75, 100 trees, and then um, some tracks were found. Um, you know, another per person I knew that goes out there looking for Bigfoot told me he went out at night and um, he got in the woods. He walked like probably 50, 75 feet and he heard like two trees come down crashing. Um, so a, a friend of mine told me about another lady who who knew about my sighting. And this there was a lady who's uh, like a retired college professor of like mathematics. And she she had a sighting of a brown one. Most of them around here are black, from what I hear. They were driving along the road, and um, <clears throat> she told me it was around, I think it was uh, evening, getting ready, getting ready to get dark, and they had to stop the car, and the thing walked right in front of the car. And she said it was anywhere from 8 to 10 feet tall. Um, and then I was over here one day in a county office building because I wanted to figure out whose land that little Bigfoot was on so I could see if I could ask the person if I could, like, camp there in the summertime. Um, but I, I asked the lady in the office, and she said, so what do you want to know? And I was like, well, this is going to sound stupid, but I had a Bigfoot sighting here in the county. And the lady looked at me with, with this surprised look. And um, it turns out this lady in the office had a picture of a Bigfoot she had taken. She and her husband had seen it, heard, felt someone looking at them. They turned around and took the picture of this black one. And she said, everybody was telling me it's a bear, but you see like a shoulder on it. It's like half of it peeking out from behind a tree. Then I, I go to this um, town. When I go from work sometimes, I pick up food there. And I was telling the cook about it because I had a, a newspaper and it had the thing about the Bigfoot in there. I said, yeah, this is why I got the newspaper because it has the Bigfoot in there. So I've, I've seen one. I don't know what made me tell that, but I said, yeah, I've seen one. And I told him about it. And then the cook told me that he had seen one um, like years earlier. Um and then a friend of mine, an acquaintance of mine who lives out here in the country, um, told me that one night he had heard something around midnight running around in the woods, and he said it sounded like it was on two legs, so he went out there with a shotgun. Um, and then I, I was getting a camera from Walmart to take out in the woods, and um, I was telling them, you know, I was going out to the woods, the wildlife, and uh, something they asked me what I was doing. I said, well, I'm, I'm going investigating, like, Bigfoot. And, that, and they said... And the guy looked at me strange. He said, you know what? I know this guy who, who said he went up there and he was fishing in the creek and the water started bubbling up. And then he said this big thing came up out of the water. And he said all those people were telling him, oh, that was a bear. And the man said, that was not a bear. And, um, and then, uh, well, recently, okay, recently, um, as far as the, uh, the thermal imager, I guess that's what it is. It's like a clear camera. The owner of the, uh, the the Paranormal Cryptozoology Museum here, um, he uh, he went up to Medoc Mountain. He set up this little camp thing because some people had had some sightings up there where a guy had three of these things come up through his tent one night. And um, I think they theorized that it was because of the bug light he had on the tent. It was it might have been the the light or the sound or whatever it was making, but he could 
Steve, something started pulling the tarp off his tent one night, and then I think they came back, and he, he had, the guy went out, he was a big person himself, but he took a, um, one of those little um, discs with him, a parabolic mic, I guess it's called, and he said he could hear them outside of the tent talking, but it was funny because he didn't think it was like anything that a Bigfoot would sound like, but he was saying it was like zinga, zing, zinga, and he said it was like three tones, like a like a papa and a mama and a little one, but he could see the shadow through the tent, and he said the tent's like six and a half feet tall, and he said this thing had to bend over <coughs> to try to look in his tent, um, and um, I think he took the parabolic mic out, and then he said it wasn't like he could hear them with his audible, you know, with his naked ear. He could only hear them speaking um, through the parabolic mic, you know, and um, so that's why the, um, the owner of that museum went up there because this other guy had the sighting. So I went up there after work on a, just one night. I went up there on, a, I, think it was a, I think it was a Thursday night. It was my, me, myself, um, the guy who had the sighting, and about, I think it was about two, two or three others of the newspaper reporter guy had come there with us too. So we went down in the woods, um, and they said they had gotten some eye shine the night before. So I was I played some flute songs, and um, the owner I think he actually shined, shined some LED lights. He went back up the after we stayed down in the woods. He went back up the up the path and shined some LED lights on the woods, <coughs> and um, they were making whistling and different sounds. So. Um, when we were there, I played a flute song, and then right after, like maybe like 10 seconds later, we heard this crack, and the trees were really close, um, but we didn't see anything over there. I knew the guy went down there and shined his flashlight, and we didn't see anything. Um, but they did see some eye shine, and then <clears throat> the guy, the owner of the museum, went back up the path, and when we got back up there, he had told us that he had caught something moving. I think he got a still photo of it, actually. He had seen something moving across the hill, and you can see it in the photograph. The whole thing is lit up, and he was saying that it's either a Bigfoot or a naked person because, like, I think when you have clothes on, like a shirt and pants or whatever, I guess the person doesn't put off as much heat on the areas that are covered up, whereas this thing, the picture he got in the woods was, like, lit up all over. So there was something at some point standing up on top of the hill there in the woods um, watching us. So I know the newspaper reporterman, he started to walk up the hill, but I think he looked down at the, the leaves there, and I think he's saying, uh, maybe not. That's like Copperhead City. So um, so I don't know why a naked person would be out in the woods, you know, with no flashlight because it wouldn't even light up there, anything, and trying to look down the hill on us. But And um, also... And, you know, we heard stuff crack and stuff, like rustle, and we could hear it. We turned off all the, the headlamps at one point, and you could hear something walk, you know, getting closer. And then, like, some other guy said, uh, how close do we want them to get? And then he turned the light back on. Um, so, yeah, that, that but sightings there happen all the time, and then you hear sightings from around the area. I will say, I think, the um, the largest footprint around here um, is probably, I think it was one recently they got from up at Medoc Mountain State Park. I think the footprint was 19 and a half inches long. That's like the biggest one I've ever heard of around here. 
And then um, the biggest, the tallest Bigfoot, I think was, and see, some of this stuff just sounds really funny, but truth is dark, stranger than fiction. I think it was some people that had come from another state. They had pulled up right into the park, and the guy went around to get the lady, to help the lady out, and they both looked up and saw a Bigfoot standing there right at the trail. I think they estimated, by, based on where the tree was and everything, that it was uh, probably 10 feet tall. And they got prints. They got three different prints from that because there were prints that walked up on some kind of sand pile that was in the woods there. Um, yeah, so. Well, that's a big boy. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not too. I'm not too far from that area. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to go and check that out for sure. Um, that sounds like a, a fun weekend trip up there to see what's going on at the uh, the state park there. Um, you mentioned earlier when, when we started talking that you you've always been sort of interested in the paranormal and UFOs and I don't know if you mentioned anything about ghost hunting or anything like that, but have you had any other weird or strange experiences with UFO sightings or, or anything, any other cryptids or paranormal? Um, well, um, yes, but not cryptids. Let me let me try to figure out. I do know that um, there was a time. And let me let me let me point out something. Like a lot of things, I don't I don't try to say that it's this or that, but I try to think rationally about things and try to rule things out. But um, so that's what I'm left with after I've even like tried to rationalize it. But um, back probably like twenty some years ago, I think there was a period of time where um, I've had some like out of body experiences where it felt I was laying in the bed and then all of a sudden I'd been apart from my body. Like, like I was awake, but I was just, like, my consciousness, I could feel myself floating, going through stuff. Um, it probably happened, last time it's probably happened, it's probably been, I don't know, five years ago maybe, I don't know, five or six years ago. Um, I did have a thing for a while when I lived in Virginia. It had happened between two houses, so it wasn't connected with the house. It had been in an apartment and then in a house. Um, it happened over this span of, I guess, maybe eight, ten years. When I went to sleep one night, as I was drifting off to sleep, I could feel the bed, the bed shaking, and I woke up. Now, I knew it wasn't an earthquake because I've experienced an earthquake like two times before, and you'll hear things like rattling, but... It was only the bed itself that was moving. Um, and it would always happen right when I'm getting ready to go to sleep. So I, over the 10-year period, maybe or so, it might have happened like maybe, I don't know, five, six times. One night, though, I, I was going off to sleep, and the bed started shaking, and it woke me up. I got scared, so I turned the light on and slept with it like that. Then it happened one more time. It shook, and then I was, then I was fine. So I would say I've had out-of-body experiences. Um, <clears throat> I don't know what the second one was a ghost or or what, but it, like it wasn't. I thought maybe it was my heart. You know, when I was in the bed, sometimes if your heart beats, you're very sensitive and like it might shake the bed a little bit. But it wasn't sure. that. It wasn't that. And um, and then I've had like little. Um, I don't consider myself a psychic because I can't bring any of this 
stuff on, but I have had like uh, um, some odd little, I would say odd little coincidences. Like I will think about something, and then later on I will notice it. Late, oh, here's one, some, something that happened here. I remember that I had worked at a certain place, and then for some reason I had never thought about I wasn't close to this person. I like met him a few times. So all of a sudden, for some reason, um, this man's, uh, the name of this man, this man I knew from like probably <laughs> 10, I hadn't seen 10, 12 years. For some reason, I just thought of him for some reason. And then later on, I go, I'm at work, and I hear the secretary say, I'm going to interview this man here, and she holds up the paper, and it's got the man's name on it. And I didn't know if that was the same man or not, but then I found out that that man was actually coming there for an interview that day. It was like, what are the odds of that? Um, and probably one more, uh, I hear that I have that stuff kind of, sometimes it happens for a while, and then it just stops, and then it comes back up again. But probably the most, the, the weirdest one was when I was, work, I was working at a place in Virginia, and I looked up at the sky, and I saw this plane flying through the air. <clears throat> and I had this odd question in my mind. I wonder what happens to a plane if a bird flies in the engine. Now, I had never recalled thinking about that ever in my life before when I looked up at a plane. And then I thought, well, maybe it can still fly. I wonder what happens if a bird flies in two plane engines. And then I was like, this snapped out. Of, I was like, that was an odd thing to think. Why would I think that? So I just forgot about it. So... Later on in the day when I was driving home, I heard on the news that that was the same day that the, there was a plane had, cra- uh, had, had to make an emergency landing in the Hudson River, and, um, and they said it was believed to be due to a double bird strike on, like, both engines. So I was like, hmm. So I knew that there was some kind of connection there to that. But, yeah, that's, that, that's really strange. But I've never seen any other kind of cryptids myself. Um, I think around here, Bigfoot is the most common. And I do know that the town of Littleton, um, like the people who work around there, like the the paranormal people, tell me that like he, he hears stories about ghost type stories from like probably like maybe like every other house in town. He's even said that, like the the I think the mayor was telling him about he doesn't believe in ghosts, but proceeds to tell him like all these stories about what happens and such. Um, I, there are maybe like a few dogman, what I call dogman stories around here. Um, a lady reported to him that she had seen a werewolf on the side of the road, and then I've been speaking at these Bigfoot things that they put on these, um, like telling about my encounter. And then uh, this guy walked up to me in Walmart one night and um, told me, he said, weren't you the guy, that guy that spoke at the Bigfoot uh, conference thing, the Bigfoot event? I was like, yeah. He said, well, let me tell you about me and my wife. Um, we saw this thing two times, and he tells me that they see a, something that looks like a werewolf cross the road, and then they saw it about a year later for the second time, and they said they also saw blue lights. And they reported this to the that mute the the MUFON UFO people, and so I've only know about a little bit of Dogman, mostly it's Bigfoot, and then I've heard one story um, from interestingly enough, it's from a place in the next county. It was at a um, a rock quarry where um, 
the, the cryptozoology museum said this lady came and told him that she had seen a bird man, I guess some some thing with wings on it in the in the near the rock quarry and then like about a year or so later that's where somebody else saw a Bigfoot and then they left their tent there and like got out of there. Um but yeah those are and oh and also people do see orbs. I've never seen them. People do see orbs at the Medoc Mountain State Park, like these blue lights. And I'll tell you that another guy has been putting out secret audio recordings at night, and he's captured, like, Bigfoot make of the, well, I won't say Bigfoot, but he, he captured these things, and he's got it on, like, audio recorded. And he said that he's heard things out there that are like, it sounds like it's on like a, like a sonar, like, or whatever that sounds like. He said it sounded more like a sonar or something, but I don't know what, what that would be coming from. And, um, it's really yeah, strange, um, but I've, I've I've actually heard of other people talking about like mechanical type sounds in the woods that just are completely, completely out of place for being out in the middle of nowhere. So it doesn't surprise me at all that he was hearing things. I would love to hear the roars that he has. If you're in in contact with him, I'd love for you to, uh, if you could get your hands on some of the recordings and send them to me, I'd I'd love to put them up on the site. I think it would be awesome. Yeah, I'd have to ask, or I'll ask him, I'll ask him if you want to talk to him, maybe he can, he can give you permit, you know, he can send those. Um, okay. Yeah. And so these dog man, that, yeah. these, these, these dog man stories that, that come up, I mean, people see these things all across the country and, and from all different walks of life, you know, I've heard of police officers that have, that have seen these things and actually shot at them. And I, I, I honestly don't know. It's, it's probably one of the biggest mysteries to me because I, I just I can't wrap my brain around what that might be. Um, did, did you get any detail or do you know any details about what, what the folks saw, um, either the man or woman that told you about it from Walmart or the lady who had the initial sighting you talk, talked about? Yeah. Um, well, as far as that initial sighting, um, I don't think I understood if the if the legs were like a dog or if the legs were like a bigfoot with the dog's head. Um, I didn't. I, I don't think they had enough detail. Um, but I think that the, the the cryptozoology museum person was telling me about that people have known about it for a while. It's called something. I can't think of the name. What he said. The wolf. Um, I can't think of what they called it. But the people in Walmart. I asked the guy because I know there are different types of them, and I asked them, was it like a Bigfoot legs, or was it like, you know, like it looks like it's bent backwards, you know, like a dog's leg at the ankle, and he's saying it was like that, and he was saying it was probably around seven feet tall, um, but I don't know if it ran across on fours or two legs. I, I think I think he said it was 10, at least at some point it was on two legs, but... I think he said it was like a dog leg is what it had on it. Um, and that's Very about the only... Yeah, I don't hear too much about the... Um, that. Oh, um, when they first... When the people first went up to the um, Medoc Mountain State Park and made those those track casts from the museum, um, I think they were telling me they had sightings there of Bigfoot like crossing the road and, and, they, show, and they showed me where... They had seen him in the woods, but also he said 
they said that some of them were like, it was like a report of an upright creature, but it had pointed ears and a snout on it, which sounds more like a dog man. So that's why they went up to the park and found prints and they made casts. And I think one of them was like a five, you know, at the time, I think it was like they found a Bigfoot print. And this this other thing had three toes. It's like three toes, and it might have had like a little fourth thing off to the side. But it wasn't that big. I want to say it's probably, I'm guessing, maybe like um, seven or probably eight, maybe eight, nine at the most inches long. But it's got three toes, and I looked at the cast that the guy has, and it's got three, it's got claws on it, like, it's like claws, not like fingernails, it's like claws, because it, 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 was, it was indented into the dirt, <clears throat> um, and it's probably like, I don't know, maybe like six inches across, seven inches across, so I was wondering if that was a dog man, but, or I, I really don't know, I know there's, some people say skunk ape has, what they call skunk ape has three-toed tracks. But that's the only one I've heard that has three toes on it. And I think the guy was telling me he got a report from someone else around here who um, who had seen tracks like that, like in other parts of the, uh, in some other part of the county around the property. Um, so I was wondering if that was like a handprint. But then when they said they'd seen prints like that, and they didn't really, I don't know that they mentioned anything about any feet that had five toes. So I'm guessing that probably was a a footprint, if that's all they found there. Right. That's that's unbelievable stuff. I, I definitely have to go up there and, and check out the uh, Paranormal Cryptozoology Museum there. I'd love to see the tracks and, and all the things that he's got in there. Um, yeah, you can, easily, well, you can easily find it. You just um, type in Littleton you know, Museum and it'll easily come up, or Halifax County, um, and it should come up easily you'll be able to find it. Well, I will definitely check it out, and hopefully I'll, I'll get to make a trip up there soon. Well, Kel, fantastic experiences, man. I think you've had some of the coolest experiences I've ever heard. Um, and we thank you so much for being on the show and sharing them with everybody tonight, man. I really do appreciate you being here. Yeah, I'm glad I could help you out. I hope hope uh, this inspires other people, you know, go out and search, and, it, and if they noticed anything like mine, you know, I, you know, if it, it, you know, sometimes they had similar details and things you were saying, so I'd love to hear about that. All right, thank you. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you being on. And that's it for tonight's show, folks. Thank you so much for being here. Remember, if you've had an encounter and you'd like to be on the show, please send me an email, brian at sasquatchodyssey.net. Send us a message on Facebook at Sasquatch Odyssey or send us a message on Instagram at Sasquatch Odyssey. Thanks again for being here and we'll see you next time, folks. Mm -hmm.